Hi, welcome to Hot Topics Live, the show, the podcast. I'm Kia, and if you don't know me by now, I am the creator and host of the Female Veterans Podcast, Women Warrior Stories for the Veterans Channel, and Success Coach at London Rail Academy. I also do my own private coaching called The Rose Method, and that's kind of for people who really love Brian Rose and London Rail, but they can't quite afford that. So they want to know kind of like how we create successful people, but maybe they just can't reach that price tag. Um, and so I take all the skills that I've learned coaching probably thousands of people by now, and I share that in my own way, okay, with that method. And I bring that to people um, who uh, may, might struggle to reach that price point. So um, I take very few people and at a time I only take six to eight. And so there's a waiting list. But if you're interested in that, you can always send me a private message uh, through the Hot Topics Live uh, Facebook group page or um, through my Instagram at creativity. Um, or at Hot Topics, the podcast. So um, today, you notice I have no co-host, and normally I do. But today, I'm just trying something a little bit different, okay? I have an amazing guest. She is from Namibia, and she is a lawyer. She's an author. She's a speaker. She's the founder of Enteric Consulting Services. And we're going to talk all about pursuing your goals. We're going to talk about... Um, facing your fears, overcoming obstacles to create the success that you want to have in your life. And we're going to hear about Cicely and her story. And um, she's going to just inspire us, hopefully. I'm inspired by her. And let me tell you something about her. I met her through London Real Academy. Uh, she was creating a business through our business accelerator program that we do. And I had the distinct pleasure of connecting with her for eight weeks and helping her on that journey. And from there, she's blown up, like really taken off and created this amazing, amazing organization where she's helping people to protect their intellectual property. So I'm really excited to introduce her and bring her on. So without further ado, here comes my girl, Cicely Jacobs. <laughs> oh, Kia, you're so lovely. Hi. Oh, hi. I'm so, so happy to, to be you. on Hot Topics. Well, welcome, honey. Welcome. So tell me, uh, okay, so let me do the normal thing we always do. Tell me your okay. location and what time it is now. Oh my goodness. Okay. I am in Namibia, Ventuk, and it is 10 p.m. So we are like, people are sleeping, basically. <laughs> it's sleeping oh, no. time here in, in Ventuk, and um, we're just entering, uh, I think, I think we are entering spring, yes. And so it's just from winter and we are in between that confusing time of of the season. So it's a bit cold and windy and all the other stuff. But yeah, no, it's it's what's happening here right now in Ventuk. Wow. So tell me, how is everything? I haven't talked to you since before uh, the lockdown, I think. Or was it, were we in lockdown already when we were going through that course? It's been so many courses. So how are you? How has everything been through the pandemic for you? You know, one obviously should have a cognizance to the fact that a lot of people had been, you know, just 
unstabilized and destabilized by what has happened by COVID. But we met after COVID hit. I think yes, I was part of the summer. August, September uh, team of Business Accelerator Group, right. yes. So mm -hmm. we were already in lockdown at the time, um, but at least it was at the time that it was easing off a bit. And um, yeah, while, while a lot of difficult things were happening, I think there was a, a sort of kind of like a rebirth for me. I don't know, you know, the... Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the the Asian, I specifically believe, it's the Chinese, they believe in, you know, when there's a crisis, there's also a lot of opportunity. Everything has two sides. There's a duality to it. And so I think there was a lot of propulsion happening last year for me. There's a lot of sense of urgency of doing what I need to do, you know, from my heart, I believe. And so I think during that, that was a very monumental time when we met. Because yes. I think a lot of transition was happening. A lot of transition Absolutely. was happening. And yeah, and then I met you and uh, you were my personal coach besides the fact that Brian Rose is our coach in a, an umbrella sense, but we had uh, communication, personal communication and on a weekly, daily basis. So yeah, I obviously got to know you a little bit more than him. And so that was an exciting time. I think that that whole process just really help clarify things in my head and just got things started. And I think from there onwards, it, it was just, as the program calls it, accelerate, just get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, we help, we get on with help it, you, you know. get going and break through a lot of those things, those yeah. barriers that we put on ourselves from achieving the things that we want to achieve, whether it's our business or our podcast or whatever we're doing in life. I think we all face that sometimes and being a part of the accelerator really does help you push through that and um, really start um, nailing down the, the techniques and strategies you need to be even more successful. So I loved getting the opportunity to connect with you. I love to help people create their businesses and their podcasts because I can only create so many things myself, but um, yeah. to be able to, it's like, it's such a gift to be able to help people to bring their vision to life. And so I, I always love that. And I loved getting to work with you and getting to know you over those eight weeks. So it's been a pleasure and I'm excited to catch up with you and see what yeah, you've been let's doing do now. But um, tell yeah. me, so you are, you do a lot of stuff. Like you're a lawyer, you specialize in intellectual property. So obviously yes. you started life with dreams. How did you, how did you determine that being a lawyer is what you wanted to do with your life? <laughs> well, truth be told, there was not a lot of, um, how should I put it? A lot of thought into specifically the legal profession when I uh, first came out of, you know, school, high school. Uh, believe it or not, I actually wanted to dance and uh, be a choreographer. But, I believe it. Um, I've seen your videos. Yes, but, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I do a little bit of shaking here and there. But, uh, <laughs> but, but um, I think there was also a need to uh, there's always this, 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 how should I put it? This a little bit of, uh, resistance when it comes to entering artistic, uh, careers 
and and that is probably something we should talk about because more and more people want to enter that market but we have this idea that it's not stable and of course it's a very high risk high real game because creativity is that way the best ideas thrive right and so um the the idea was okay i i i'm artistically given gifted and and i can dance but i also can i suppose think and so i thought okay we need to have some form of compromise in between and so um finally yeah, we had to really decide what to do and then i thought okay what could give me a platform that i can enter into any different kind of you know workspace and the great thing about um a law degree is that it that it gives you that opportunity you do not necessarily have to go to you know <laughs> go to go go to practice law but you can go into so many different uh, aspects of of any type of industry because there is law in everything that we have conceived as systems uh, as humanity so i thought that would be a great way to just at least learn how to break down things right and and that is how i got into law but as far as the ip stuff and the creativity and the passion for for that comes from i think during during varsity i was trying to figure out what what part of law would i thrive at you know and and not just thrive but actually enjoy you know doing and so uh during the the final year of my bachelor's degree uh you you happen to get to have a choice of electives right and so that is when i met ip intellectual property and the moment i the first i remember the first lecture when i sat in there because i found it curious beforehand because of the the read up i did but when i actually sat in that lecture hall for the first time i just knew this this was the thing because um i've always been interested in the human mind and the way it works the ingenuity it can come up with and so i just thought this is a perfect way to consolidate and marry um this creative passion i have right and then mm-hmm. and then with the legal part of it and so this is where ip is born and so you could think about it like um like that it's like creativity it's abstract and then you bring ip in and together they form something that is manifest and stable that is that is what a creative endeavor should be both creative innovative and have this the structure and stability that the law provides Wow, that's that's a a great way to put it. And so, okay, so for people who might not know what intellectual property is, could you just break that down for us? All right. So, intellectual property is in its simplest form um the protection given to ideas, to creative works, to innovation, right? and so you will find that intellectual property itself is just an umbrella term that is used to describe um different types of creative works that can come from any given person right a creator so it could fall under 
inventions which are patternable, which is patterns. This is a different kind of right. So your inventions should be new, which is uh, and novel, non-obvious, basically, and then have industrial application. Whereas with trademarks, this is where your brand is protected. Um, so this can be your personal brand, your business brand, and lifestyle brand. And so most of trademarks of what we are using right now, your phones, your headsets, whatever specific type of product that is, it has a name and it comes from a specific manufacturer in a company that is trademark, that name, that logo. And then you have creative works from artistic to musical to uh, architectural, a lot of creative works from novels to um, to to just plans of a of a engineering structure. All of these things can be protected, obviously, under pro, uh, copyright. And then you have industrial design rights. This is how, for example, I think uh, these days the best industrial designers are interior designers. They're creating some awesome uh, furniture. And so these are the type of, the designs would be protection of 3D elements that are aesthetically pleasing. And so these are the different things that people create. Every type of thing you, you see that you interact with every day, it's a sort of intellectual property, you know. Even the tea you drink has so much uh, IP <laughs> in it, you yes. know. So that basically all of these things, whatever you have created, if there is some form of originality to it, newness to it, it will f fall under any of these type of categories of intellectual property. So at the end of the day, you could say that IP really is both just also the protection mechanism and also a reward system for, for in, and an incentive for innovation and creativity of anyone that takes the challenge as a human to advance humanity and the quality of life. So yeah, basically oh. that, is, that, that is how yeah, you could... <laughs> That is how you could uh, describe IP, I would say, yeah. So, for example, right now, I'm writing yeah. a documentary proposal. This is my IP. Uh, this book that I'm doing with female veterans, this is IP. Um, that any is IP. person who is creating something um, for their organization um, and they thought it up, that's their intellectual property. So it's exactly. what you think of and you create in your mind, but you need to protect it because once you give it to the world, it can be taken, right? So Exactly. Um, so could you explain exactly. a little bit more about why we would want to protect our intellectual property as entrepreneurs and creators? Wow. <laughs> Especially, I, I think every for everybody, it should be really important, but particularly yes. for entrepreneurs because... You see the, the aha moment, right? That is most of the times the basis of any business. That is the moment you get the idea, right? And so when you get the idea, that is the IP. And so you start working on putting that idea into a physical, tangible form. And, and every business has IP, right? So for example, your, your podcast, this, that you figured out, okay, ah, I want a podcast where we can speak about 
where we can address issues faced by female veterans. That is very specific, right? And so, uh, firstly, when you created it, that was the aha moment. And then podcast is, is depending on whether it's just audio, also audiovisual, both of those things are copyright protected. And then you have your podcast name itself. These are, these are trademarks. Um, and then if you are going to create any other ancillary, maybe digital product with that, that could be a, 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 a sort of IP too. So every business has intellectual property. You can't get away from it. And so most of the times I tell my clients um, and and. My, I, I really want to mostly cater for entrepreneurs is that um, they always make the, the common mistake of disregarding their IP till the last moment. Because when you get an idea, you run with it, but then it can sometimes hold you back when you want to eventually go protect your IP because then you may have disclosed something that should have kept, you know, uh, um, non -dis uh, undisclosed because maybe these these, uh, there are requirements regarding disclosure for certain types of IP, you know. So um, IP is not just uh, some idea, it's an asset for a business. It's an intangible asset, but it's still an asset, right? And as assets do, they grow any portfolio of any business. And so um, investors are always looking at the IP portfolio of any business, particularly startups. And so you, you want to make sure that you have your rows um, and, and your IP protected and in place. And once that is in place, there's more opportunity to want to optimize your IP. That is, how can you build it and make it even better and then monetize it through different licensing schemes. And, and well, we can go on about the type of commercial ways you could look at your IP and grow it more. Yeah, so it is very important to protect your IP. Besides, you also want to be rewarded for something that you have created out of, you know, um, nothing. As, uh, as much as they say there is nothing new under the sun, you can bring your own perspective to things that makes them so unique and original. And some things are truly just non-obvious and completely new. So you want to be rewarded for that too. So it's both a, a, a system of defense and a system of uh, reward. So protect and then reward. Of course, there's other uh, theories about how IP should be dealt with. Many people would argue that ideas should be freely given, which is the ones that would be in the open sourced uh, software and um, type of licensing um, camp, you could argue for that too. And I'm fine with that. I think we all should have an open mind. Sometimes as a creator, you want to just share your work and that is fine with you. If, if that is something you have um, reconciled yourself with that you don't necessarily want to make money from them and, and you have created something for the greater good. But sometimes, you know, it's return to investment if particularly a large R&D research and development has gone into that. And so you want to make sure just even if you do not want to um, ask people for money that you just at least have it protected so you can enter into free licensing um, uh, uh, agreements and, and still maintain ownership of your, of your asset. So there are many different ways to look at it. So, but still the point is just 
make sure when you start as an entrepreneur that you look after your IP, look at it first, you know, as one of the things that you should be ticking off when you're starting off your business. Just like you would go check an uh, accountant, uh, accountant off or an auditor, you would have um, your tax people. It's the same thing. You just have to go by everything and IP is one of that. We can't talk about business strategy without talking about IP strategy. It does half of the work for the marketing team if you can deal with that, you know. (laughs) So tell me, so when you're starting your business, your advice would be when you're starting your business, consider your IP straight away. Yeah, try to consider your IP straight away. You can, you can, um, you don't have to think about this too deeply. Just look at the the the, the places where uh, IP or even the economy booms, right? Or or a country. So in the United States, you could look at Silicon Valley, the best uh, the best place for any IP specialist is Silicon Valley or Singapore, or the fastest growing IP market, which is right now China or in Japan. So these are the places, if you look at um, economical development, you would quickly have a, 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 a parallel between the growth of IP and then the growth of the economy. And, and so to, to, to dismiss it, it would be, would be to your detriment as an entrepreneur. Because most of the, the businesses in Silicon Valley, although maybe just tech-oriented, those are based on ideas that are then created into software, into apps, whatever these big tech companies are doing there. And all of that is IP. For example, Apple does not own, uh, does not manufacture in the States, nor does it, it does not own a lot of things, but they own a lot of IP. They own the Apple brand, they own the schematics of the design of the Apple phones, but everything else, everyone else creates for them, whether it's being done in China or wherever, but they own the IP and they have become a global company of the top three level that have just built a brand and, and created so much uh, wealth around their their IP. IP really is, if it's not been something that we should talk about before, it should certainly be something we talk about now because of the global digital market that we are all playing in right now. You can't think mm-hmm. of things in isolation anymore. So you need to make sure you're not just providing any solution because that is what creativity is and ideas and innovations are. It's a solution to something people may not have thought about is a problem but or something that is a glaring problem so if you want to create that you can't only think right now in 2021 about a solution that will only touch local uh, customers or clients right it will be global and you should try to have it global because i mean if if you're going to be an entrepreneur entrepreneur you have to go play with the big guys and so make sure you set yourself up to do that type of play, you know. Make sure you know the rules. Make sure you at least set, your, uh, set yourself up in a proper manner and then you can go and engage these deeper markets and, and unknown terrains. <laughs> so 
really wonderful <laughs> advice, <laughs> Cicely. And so let's talk yeah. about, since we're talking about this, and then we'll back up and we'll talk about some other stuff. But since we're talking about All this right. now, let's talk about enteric and and in how you that to, yes, to, to, um, to help other people with their intellectual property and protect it. So what, what kind of services would we receive if we came to you? Well, you know, Interact was created a long time ago because as I said, um, when I came to my final year in law school, I, I fell in love with intellectual property. And then I just knew I have to pursue it much deeper. And so I went and did my master's um, that specializes in intellectual property. And so I knew at that time already as, as a, um, and just entering my mid, uh, my early 20s, I knew that was something I would do. But then I just thought, let me try and, and establish myself as far as experience and those type of things are concerned to just get honed in some work experience and skills that are beyond just dealing with IP right. And so that was kind of in the mind already. But I think it became so much more urgent last year. I think beginning of the year after holiday, I, it, it was just this thing that was right at the edge of my skin. It, it just couldn't leave me alone. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I just thought somewhere along the line, I have to provide some form of intellectual property thing. I didn't know yet what kind in Namibia. And, and I also didn't want to have a normal setup like a law firm, right? I wanted something that had a freedom because I don't just want to have to be a, a legal agent of sorts, but I have the flexibility of, of creative and innovation, uh, in innovative consultations that are, that are not restrained by legal rules from the law society and all that other stuff, right? And so, yeah, so Intrigue was eventually uh, born just after I went through the business accelerator. I, I came up with the name and everything else at, uh, before that. But the accelerator program, I created a, a business, a, a course through that. And that, what I would say what the business accelerator did for me was as much as I did not continue pursuing that course, uh, the course that I created, um, what it did was help me get to exactly that which I wanted to do, which was provide this type of IP service and also just sharing of IP and business-related knowledge. And so it had to go in that way. And so after the accelerated program, I, I, I was trying to figure out what should I do? How should I go about doing that? And, and then I just sat down for a good two months and really went through the work again, just went through it again and figured out exactly what is it that I am actually good at and what is it that I love and what is it that I can do too? These are all different kinds of questions and, and the place where they meet the sweet spot is really basically what Intrigue is. And so what we do at Intrigue is um, inter uh, 
intellectual property consulting and and agency services right and so ip is technical and frustrating so we provide creators with a strategy to protect optimize and monetize their creative works brands new products and innovations so they can continue innovating innovating confidently and wild in form right and so kind of the services that we really specifically look at is trademarks because um you want to make sure that you that customers associate themselves with your brand and by extension with you right because in this world we it is very important that the person behind the ideas and the businesses the ceos they become really the face of the business and for some reason i've seen that correlation happening with brands these days um that they must be a face so um you you need to start looking at how your brand uh is seen by your audience and also your customers or clients however you refer to them and the first way to do this is to ensure that your trademark is protected because your trademark is the foundation of your brand right and so you want to grow your brand and thereby grow your business and so those are that is in the trademark services and for the copyright it it looks more specifically at um the world of uh, digital piracy and copying and how vulnerable your works are right now particularly copyright works so you want to at least start and put in some defensive uh protection mechanisms in place so you can although obviously people try to always find ways to override these things you can at least start by doing the basic things to protect your ip and then um garner some investments and the same with with industrial designs uh people love aesthetically pleasing things people sometimes we don't even know why we buy things we we become a very uh, the, the the society has become but uh consumerism has you know taken over a bit and so we sometimes don't know why we buy things but make no mistake we all like things that look good and so absolutely uh, the more yeah the more appealing a product is and and their 3d design and and the so it's like aesthetics mean, meeting functionality and that is the mm-hmm. perfect um a group for uh, industrial design and so of course the way you package and make your uh, products look and the way whatever you have created this new design it could be even for a, a new cycle you know a bicycle or um whatever so many things that go into industrial designs right and so these are all the protections that are there but it's not just protecting right there's so much more than that there is there is the conversation to be had about so once you've protected what how do you go about then getting into and and some people already maybe have investors right and so how do you create this ownerships and the shares of that how is royalty looked at how do you um draft and manage your contracts of of licensing um your ip 
is it exclusive licenses, which means the one person that you will license to will be the one that will hold exclusive rights to your IP and they will be the only one that can do a number of things, for example, under that license. Or will it be non-exclusive, which means you can license it to many other people and they can do all sorts of different things, but you do not relinquish your rights. So there is a different way of looking at things. Sometimes you just want to sell. Maybe you are just one of those uh, incubators that it's just a bunch of ideas always coming through and you create something and you sell it. And, and these are different ways of looking at it. These are just business models you need to look at to make sure how will your IP actually thrive. You need to put your asset to work because just having the paper as ownership doesn't matter. Right? What, what is ownership then? Like, really, you should ask yourself when it comes to your IP. What does ownership mean? It's more than merely just saying, I own something and there's a paper that says I own that. What does it mean for your uh, books, for your financial books? And so there's this more than that that we look at. And we, we the one of the ways we try to, to push the IP of an, a specific client is to always add an add-on service of creating a brand story, you see, because stories are, we, we are so drawn to stories as humanity, you know, Absolutely. we love stories. And so the best way to um, make sure that not just your IP, but the, the brand around your IP grows is to create a story. Create a story and place yourself right in the middle smack of your customer's story where your customer is not just any other person that you are helping, but he, he's the hero to your brand, right? And you are the guide. You are not the hero in the customer story. And this is where a lot of businesses make their mistake, placing themselves as the hero in their customer story. But no, you are not. You're there to solve a problem for your customer. And uh, so you will be the guide. The hero is the one you will help to solve their problem of. And most people buy uh, things or engage services for internal reasons, right? And so you want to make sure when you're creating a brand story that you clarify your message that deals specifically with your clients or your customer's internal problem, right? So when you ask me what is the intrigue uh, uh, hero's internal problem, I would say, and it's part of the one line I just gave you, is most people, the, the internal problem most people have is they get frustrated by intellectual property protection generally, or generally just IP, because it's quite technical, and that is their main frustration, right? That is their internal problem. Their external problem is technically actually, how should I protect my IP? But their internal problem is I do, I get frustrated by this process. And so how do you then rearrange your brand so you can address immediately as you speak to your customer their internal problem? People buy and engage services to solve their internal problems. And even better if you solve their external problem, which is protect their IP, 
and then help them with their internal problem, which is this frustration that they are relieved of. But you also deal with a philosophical problem, which is every person that creates something for the advancement of humanity deserves recognition and reward, isn't it? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, that is... <laughs> Sometimes I think I talk a lot. I love this. <laughs> you're supposed to talk a lot. I ask you a question <laughs> and you're answering it. And it's a brilliant answer because I think a lot of people, uh, when we're starting our businesses up or we're, we're creating something, for example, this is a live stream podcast, right? So yes. we're creating something artistic. We don't think about that intellectual property and the trademark and how to protect it. Maybe we think about the brand and maybe we think about the problem or the pain that we're trying to relieve for the audience or the, the customer, if you're an entrepreneur, but we don't often think about it in as much depth. So it's really incredible to hear you share all of this because it can help a lot of people. And that's what we do at Hot Topics Live, that's what we bring do. people <laughs> to put information out like this to help somebody. We never know who it might help, but if it helps one person, then we did our job, right? Yes, so. that, that, that is exactly it. And you know what? I, I love it because I actually wanted to tell you um, very soon, uh, we, I will also be starting a podcast uh, here in Namibia. <laughs> And because I, I really just genuinely, one of the things I figured out was I really genuinely like talking to people and I love, <laughs> list, love learning from people. And I just want as much knowledge out there as possible. So, yeah, we will be starting the podcast very soon. I think at the middle to end of uh, August. And, um, yeah, it will be interesting. Um, it's, it's called Not Bread Alone podcast and um so basically what it is about is innovators have insufficient ip and related business knowledge so the not bread alone podcast will provide weekly episodes on the innovative economy so to ensure that the innovations and creativity of our creators thrive right and so we just want to talk to a lot of people doing this stuff have been doing this stuff and make sure this information goes out and, and inspire some people, intrigue some people to get, you know, busy. And, and so we can create because we all have, have realized that we are in a global recession as, as, a, as humanity and our financial state. And the best way to, to deal with that is we have a bunch of entrepreneurs and people that have a lot of great ideas um, enter the market when the the operational costs are low for for a small startup, right? As opposed to big business that is suffering right now. So when you, it, it's best times always to to enter a, a, a market during recession because the operational cost will be much lower for for small businesses. So you take advantage of all the information and knowledge that you can get. And so we want to get a lot of people get into economic and productive activity. Well, it comes back to what you said at the beginning, right? About when there's a downturn, it creates a lot of opportunity. And it reminds me of something that Brian actually said when the pandemic started. And he said, mm -hmm. what are you gonna do with this time, right? 
Yes. Are you gonna you're gonna sit in your house, you're gonna be miserable, you're gonna come out of this worse than you went in, right? And and it really hit home, you know, because taking this opportunity of when we were in really serious lockdown to continue to work, to build, to create, to innovate, so that you could come out of it better. And now we're we're dealing with the residuals of that. And so, like yeah. you said, it's a time right now to enter into the marketplace and create right and speaking of entering into you know the marketplace and creating and pursuing your dreams and starting um your small business or your creative project which by the way i feel like that was breaking news about your podcast i feel like you heard it here first on Hot Topics Live, by the way, that there's a new podcast out coming out, okay, Yes. Ab about so. all of this amazing stuff that you can hear and you can learn and it can help you with your pursuits. And um, since we're talking about pursuits and all of these amazing things, Cicely, tell me, how do you push through your fear and push through your resistance? Uh, right. <laughs> now you sound like and like like Brian. <laughs> let's let's just well, talk I about mean... your, fear, your fears and your feelings. How do you and, push? Like I'm, I'm sure people are resistance. Like, like okay, well, if now's a good time to enter because costs are low for small businesses, and if and I've maybe been dreaming about it, but I'm afraid to get started. Like what what would you tell them? What would you say? How have you how have you gone through your fears to create and track? Wow, man, you know. <laughs> Did I put you on the spot, girl? No, I, I, it's fine. It's fine. Probably I've spoken of this, so it's it's not a big deal. What I'm just thinking about is I, I just thought to myself, my goodness. Uh, yes, the fear never goes away. Let me just, that's like legit the truth. The fear never goes away. So uh, all you can do is really, we, we, you guys taught us about how to deal with resistance, right? And all of the reasons you come up with. Because, because the, the, the thing is, we can all come up with reasons why we don't want to do things and they may truly be valid fine mm -hmm. but the truth is the residual and the deeper issue is actually the fear it's it's just the fear honestly if you go if you interrogate why you don't want to do something or why you're afraid to do something or why you come up with millions of reasons not to do something and if you look deeper and deeper and you really do that with yourself in an honest way you will find that it is fear and so at least that is a great thing when you start identifying that that's happening because <laughs> sometimes you just don't know even and then you don't you're not sure why you are working against yourself and that happens a lot you could be working against yourself too and sometimes you just have to get out of your own way and i think some of that had to, 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 to do with what we were going through during the business accelerator. I think trying to learn how to get out of my own way was, was that was the main thing. Because I, I don't know whether you remember, because I could not even comfortably, I don't know, speak. Vlogging was so difficult for me A lot in of the beginning. Can. I was just like... I couldn't oh, at why? first either. When I went I was just like, real. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, fun. it was so scary. It was so scary. I was just like, why would I want to put myself out there like that? And you know, as much as I like talking and I could, one could uh, uh, think I am a, a social, you know, extrovert. I I actually, when I do get to be comfortable, I do talk and stuff, but the truth is I, I do not like that type of uh, attention on myself. I don't know how to say that because what vlogging does is you actually, even when you're recording, you're literally looking at yourself and there was something about <laughs> that that made me feel so uncomfortable. It was not even the fact that uh, people would see it because that would be secondary, right? So, but the first thing was I have to actually look at myself and make a video. And this is one of the ways you, you get start to work through your fears, right? Just something as simple as that and getting yourself comfortable. And so the, these are just one of the ways you work through your fear. Just you, you start doing the things you are uncomfortable with, right? You just have to. But the other yeah. thing is, the other thing is, man, the risks are truly do like they, they are very high. Creativity, like creativity goes beyond just the artistic realm. Many people have for the longest time used these as synonyms for each other, right? Creativity and art. No, art is a form of creativity. It is not all that creativity is or even innovation is. And so um, when, you, when you are going to engage in a creative endeavor, whether it is because when you look at personality types, you will see there are five big personality types that psychologists have recognized, right? The big five. And one of them is, is openness. And in the openness realm, you, you will come up with, with um, people that are more creative. And these are on the spectrum of the artist, of course but also the entrepreneurs. These are the people that come up with new ideas to solve um, in a commercial manner um, the problems we have or even come up with new things that are completely new of way of doing things that are more comfortable, right? And makes life more easier and enjoyable. So having to do this and taking up that type of a responsibility to yourself that because that is what you're going to do you're taking on this responsibility to walk into the unknown and and tether at those edges of the known and unknown it's it's high risk it's certainly very high risk and i would say if you <laughs> if you do not have the stomach for it you should probably not do it i'm, I'm just being honest because <laughs> then it's true mm -hmm. it's true you should not do it <laughs> but <laughs> if, if no, <laughs> and, 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 um, and and it would seem that I'm trying to discourage, but it's it's not a. It, I'm not making it seem as simple as that because we can get um, um, run away with some uh, some fantasies about how we can conquer things in the business world and whatnot. But truly, do make some do some stock of who you are. If you will okay. not be able to deal with, with some things, because the thing is, if you're going to become an entrepreneur and getting over fears of things, you have to realize that 
most of the things that you will be doing are, are, are your responsibility, particularly in the beginning. You have to do everything. And if you're not up for that, then, then, then maybe don't do it. But if you are up for it, then already you are telling me that you can overcome a lot of a lot that comes with the fear that is there every day. Because you have to think about the stability of your life, the security of it. Are you taking care of people, right? Or are you not? You have to think about the actual business. What type of personal investment are you making? Not just with time, skill, but with everything else. You will be the marketer. You will be the financier. You will be, you're doing basically everything until your team grows. So it's indeed like a baby and a mother. Mm-hmm. It's, you have to cater <laughs> to it in every single way. If you do not build a brick and then clear it with the cement and make a building and a foundation one by one, it will not stand. And it's the same thing with the way you nurture your child and take care of them and try to, you know, there are some things that you should help them do to learn about life, which is risky, but you do it. At the same time, you make sure when you take this type of risk, how will you ensure that some other way it is covered? You know, you, you, it's a lot of things that go into starting a business. So learn how to manage your fear in the beginning. And I think um, some of the techniques that uh, the business accelerator has taught me and I think it's, it's not things that are also particularly secret, right? Like, how do you just face fears? <laughs> how do you face fears? Many books have writ- been written about this stuff. So just start doing with those, those small things, like, right? Like that vlogging. I, you will not believe how, how vlogging just really helped deal with some much deeper fears. But it was such a simple thing you would think right now but when when you really introspect you will realize it does such a big thing because you you face your fear in small doses and then you start trusting that you are capable of more yeah i love that that's beautifully said actually i think that um it's that leaning into the fear sort of situation Mm. but you know what to the a point that you made that I really, really loved was about being honest with yourself, right? And going, okay, well, I wanna do this thing, whatever it is that you wanna do, right? I wanna do this thing. And we're, being honest with yourself and going, do I have the skills? If not, I need to learn them. Am I willing to learn them? Or do, can I face this? You know, can I, am I going to do this vlog? How can I convince myself to do this video? (laughs) You know, and then pushing through it because when you're honest with yourself about what your fear is, what your skills are, what you need, what you, you know, what you need to acquire, um, the things you need to learn, you know, you can then take those steps to do those things. And then each time you do something that you are afraid of or you acquire that skill you need to be successful, you get that confidence to keep going forward and keep going forward. And um, 
Another thing you said that I love was that the resistance that we hear, we tell ourselves, um, because uh, I think it was Stephen Pressfield, that's his book, The War of Art. Um, he talks about resistance there. And we talk about it all the time at London Real because it's, it's, it's a big deal because you can face internal and external resistance anytime you want to do something. And you have people telling you, you know, what, oh, you, you're going to do that. You think you're going to do that. I don't know if you'll be successful at that. You know, you have other people discouraging you and then you have your own voices in your head or you have problems with technology or you have problems with a vehicle or you have problems with whatever. And you're telling yourself, how am I going to overcome these things in order to do it? I guess I can't do this thing that I want to do. But the fact of the matter is, is that it is fear. Like you said, it's fear. It's other people projecting their fears on you. And it could come from a place of love. Like, I'm really worried about you. So I'm going to tell you about doing this particular thing um, that might be a, a problem for you, you know, but it's not. If you listen to what everyone else says, you'll never move down the path of doing what it is you want to do. And if you're not honest about with yourself about your fears and your self-doubt and your self-sabotaging and um, your skills and what you need to learn and acquire to move forward, um, then you're not, then what are you doing? If you're not, are you, what are you, you going to do this? You're not going to do it. Maybe you shouldn't do it. Like you said, if you're not willing to take a hard look at yourself and be a hundred percent honest and not gas yourself up with um, this false reality, but face where you are now to build to where you truly want to go. And I, I love that message that you were putting out there. So it was awesome. And um, so can you tell us maybe uh, a story of how you pushed through? I know you mentioned the vlogs, but is there anything else that you had to face and overcome in order to get to where you are now with your successful business? Who You know, you you mentioned um, you you mentioned self sabotage, right? And and you mentioned um, willing to do that which you can, right? And and I just wanted before I get into many of the other things that I had to face myself personally, I wanted to just say that because. There's something about self-sabotage in the way I want to answer your question is um, there's they certainly a lot of lessons to be learned about how you can do and go about your business. But there, there's something I read or something I saw. I don't, I'm not sure where, but it's, it's this, this voice that keeps telling me it is not technically how much, well, of course it matters, but the growth of your business determines on uh, and, and depends on the growth of the person behind it, truly. And so when you look at how successful a business will be, it, you must look at how much the person behind it has actually grown. And I think uh, the best way to actually grow your business is by looking at how you can grow. If you cannot grow with the business, the business will not grow. So I think for entrepreneurs and for myself, it was like this. 
and it still is and it's something you keep working on every day so it's more like a thing of working on exactly your temperament your personality as a person your habits the things you do to sabotage yourself <laughs> um the things you do that maybe we all do in some way or another uh you will be surprised by how profoundly lazy human beings can be we all can be uh, when you when when there are some people that are truly driven by by ambition right and you get up every day and you are go 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 but when you are when you start out something and it's normally you are the only one that is very passionate and love it right and and some days it will be difficult to get up and do that go 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 and very quickly you could get back into some of your old patterns and some behavioral and habit things that you do and so for me it was for me it has been more of looking at how i live my life what is it the things that i do and 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 so i think how i mitigate my fears is about how i uh, how i handle myself as a person how i look at myself as a person and how i conduct myself as a person and 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 the basic things matter right the basic things matter the way your relationship with your sleep the relationship with your body with your health your relationship with the people around you your support system which is really important that is something i can I, i came to realize the people around you um i'm talking about your family the people that you have around you that it will help you you know in in other ways that that may not relate to the business but that will make you more of a person that is wholesome all around right and and the work that you keep you must keep doing right I certainly don't know as much as I should know. What I know compared to what I don't know is infinitesimal. It's it's I don't know a lot. So you should try and constantly <laughs> learn more. What I don't know and, I feel like and we're all like that. <laughs> Yeah, no. And this is one of the reasons I really want to talk to a lot of people because what I don't know is is too much is it's a lot and you, our ignorance can truly be something that that you can mitigate obviously try to learn as much as possible and so the more you keep doing these other things the more you you build i think i think i don't know fear is kind of like a it's i i i don't know where it exists it sometimes it feels like it's deep in your heart other times it's something that's mental wherever it lives mm-hmm. i think it has a it has something that triggers it and it has something that also makes it as a catalyst right so it depends on how you engage with it so so all of these things helps you to just keep uh um mitigating the fear and the risk you are taking the more you make sure you are becoming a person that can take on more and more responsibility then it helps mitigate the fear that you will have every day some days i'm like oh my goodness what am i doing <laughs> i should i should not be doing this i can have 
I mean, I, I left a great job with a lot of security and, and financial stability. What am I doing? Why should I be doing this? What, what is wrong with me, right? Sometimes I think that and I'm like, what's going on? Should I even be doing this? <laughs> should I be I doing this? We all feel like that sometimes, you know what I mean? That's exactly. the voices that we have to like manage in order to keep going right and we just some days it's like that i don't think anybody wakes up and it's like just all this perfect every single day i think even some of the most successful you know influencers and entrepreneurs and lots of ceos i work with lots of ceos i coach with them at london real and when you get to know them you realize that everybody has their resistance and their fears that creep in. Even the most confident people have their moments. And that's what makes us all, you know, human. And these overcoming these things and having these stories that we can share of facing moments like that connect us. So I'm really glad that you were vulnerable enough to say that and share that because I'm sure lots of people feel, I know I certainly feel like that some days as well. So how do you, how do you yeah. push through that? How, when you, when that comes up for you, how do you put that aside and keep going? How do I push through that? Well, you know, <laughs> during, um, initially the lockdown had eased, right? And then, and then this, uh, uh, and then yeah, this whole, I think what they call the second wave happened and, um, <laughs> But what has happened is we really are really working from home, right? And I, I try as much as I can to meet with people. But one of the ways I deal with uh, uh, when it comes out, when that comes up, and I can honestly tell you, I don't always manage it that greatly. I'm still learning mm -hmm. how to handle myself too. And and, and, and I, 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 I'm trying to watch myself as someone that doesn't know who I am, right? And, and just see sometimes, what am I busy with, right? Just observe yourself, just try and detach, try that for like an exercise for like a week or two. And just check, look at yourself as someone you honestly don't know and treat yourself as that. And and it, it really helps. But the other thing it, it does too is um, what I've done is um, my bedroom has become, well, at least one wall of my bedroom has become this, beautiful mind situation <laughs> and so, so it's like I a wall of inspiration this. yes well not quite a wall of inspiration it's it's like things that I, from schedule to to do list to creative hour to just a bunch of everything i think of i write down put it on and it's and and it's and it's a way that i am just keeping myself constantly, you know, motivated to look at that. I, when I get up, I see it and I'm like, okay, that has to be done and it has to be moved to the finished, you know, that that is the constant thing. Like you have to finish it. You, there is this feeling of, of um, accomplishment, right? Uh, you get this feeling of accomplishment, just moving something uh, that you have done and you know, okay, that I've done. And so that, that, that helps you kind of move out of whatever moody uh, excuse or resistance situation you get into. 
other times it's easier said than done. I don't know. I try to walk. I try to walk. Um, the, the other reason why I think maybe being an entrepreneur is cool too is you own your time. So you need to perhaps also look at the way you work. What type of um, body clock do you have? Some people just are not awake early in the morning or late at night. You need to look at the best way you can work, right? Of course, we all have to stay awake during the day because that is when business is done. But the background work, when is it that you can do it best? You know, so try to make sure that you're most productive during that time. And then try to find other ways that you can do things that you find pleasurable to do. You know, that that really does help. Just do some other things that you enjoy doing. That you just for pleasure, just for pleasure, you could or just maybe to keep your mental sharpness. I don't know what what uh what tickles your fancy but yeah i think <laughs> <laughs> but, but trying to do something just always i don't know i am i'm i think a lot of people that worked with me uh had this i don't know if it's an issue or not but i think it was very difficult for my superiors at, at i i worked at a law firm and then i worked at pwc uh, and risk management, and then I worked at um, a group of companies, the the holding company of six different companies. Actually, it's a whole com. Well, I don't need to get into that. But the point is, responsible for a group of companies as a legal advisor, and I think it was very difficult for all of these different people to assess me as a person because of the type, the way I work. I, I do lean to the openness side of, of personality types and and I think I have a way of that I work that is 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 of the creative side and that there are some things that are so uh, very logical and one dimensional in, in the, the, the work that I used to do that could be very difficult for me to focus on. I would the best times I would work is when there's something I can truly come up with and I make something, you know. And so um, during the times when you hear about performance ratings and stuff, it, it was always very weird for people to rate me and even my, my boss would be because uh, uh, it's very difficult to, to deal with people that have a high openness and... and, and um, in, in a corporate structure, because the best people that thrive in those type of businesses are the ones that are conscientious, right? And and orderly and, and stuff like that. But I'm more, more creative and more industrious, obviously, and, and um, the intelligence is there too. But that, that is the thing. So it's very difficult to, uh, so I try to now that I'm not in that type of constant, uh, structures of hierarchy it has been interesting to find out about the ways i work myself to which times i'm more productive what are the things that i love doing and what are those that i don't and trying to find a time to do the things that i don't because those things make sure that i can do the things that i love right mm, i love to talk and i love to meet <laughs> with clients 
<laughs> so I try to do the other things so I can be able to do that part that I love, you know, because, you know, it's two sides. There's an administrative side that I'm, you, you, you don't like so much, but, you know, it's the side that, that really runs the business and then the ideas and all the other things that you work on is what makes the business hard thump, right? And so you have to work on both. And yeah, that is how you find your way. I don't, I, I think <laughs> that is how it is. Well, that was an amazing answer. And I, hopefully it will help a lot of people and probably a lot of people identify with it. I know I identified with it, especially the high openness in a corporate structure. Mm, I don't, I don't, that's why I work for myself. And that's exactly. why I work from home. I already worked from home before the pandemic. So I was already accustomed to that. But even working with London Real, I work for myself, you know, um, and a lot of veterans do. We, it's funny though, because we are, have been in such a structure and then we get out of the military and, and we, many of us do better working for ourselves. It's just interesting. So, um, and oh, and the part where you said, you know, doing the things that you don't want to do so that you can do more of the things that you do want to do. And I think that as an entrepreneur is like the big thing, because there's a lot of little parts of the vision that aren't the fun parts, <laughs> but they have to be done. Like I cannot stand answering emails, <laughs> but, oh. but obviously it has to be done. <laughs> so so um, I don't like to be in my email a lot. I would like to be creating. I like doing this. I like talking to people just like you. Exactly. And so exactly. I totally feel and vibe with everything that you were saying. And I want to thank you so much for sharing it. We are at one hour and nine minutes. So it's time for us to wrap up the show. But oh, I really? appreciate you. I know it goes by so fast. It's so fun. We'll chat some more after the show is over if you have time. But yeah. um, it's been so wonderful to see you and connect with you and to hear how successful you are and how your business continues to grow. And like sometimes it's like that. You go through an accelerator and it gives you sort of some information that you can take and digest and play with later and then create something even more incredible. And so it's it's beautiful to see that you're still going, you're still thriving, you're still successful. And um, and then you've got a new podcast coming out. That was a surprise. And I'm super excited to hear about it. And you know, I coach podcasting. So if you need any support, <laughs> reach out to me. If you want to know anything, I'm I'm here to support and offer assistance when I, I as I, I can. That's my other that's actually my favorite course to coach on at London Real is a podcasting course. So let me know if I can support you in any way. I just want to see you succeed. It has been amazing to connect with you. Is there anything else you would like to share with everybody before we part ways? Oh man, you <laughs> I, I I I thought it was much longer. I didn't even realize the time had gone by so fast. Honestly, <laughs> but but yes. Um. So right now, the main attention I'm giving is is intrigue. Obviously, uh, once you get the bug of creating businesses and things, and you just want to keep doing that, and that would be great. I think I, I do not want to suddenly stay as just a one, you know, thing that I want to do. I certainly want to 
do a lot of things um, that I had in mind. And, and, and so I'm studying now the next step of, of getting as much of this information out would of course be the Not Bread Alone podcast. And, and yeah, Not Bread Alone, of course, it comes Not from men cannot live on bread alone. Exactly. <laughs> so what we do, what we are is that we are moved by ideas. We are moved by solving and um and we we of course we create and we go to work because we want to eat and we want shelter those are some basic needs but we have long since realized that as as a, as people you know as humanity these things are just the 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 core level of what we need to be alive uh we need uh food for the soul and food for the mind and not just for that but then that that can come out in some beautiful ways that that just makes life so much more um divine i think it just does i think there's something quite uh, divine about uh, the way uh, creativity flows through inspiration and i just think um i want more and more people to you know, get into that, get into believing in their ability. Of course, we fear and of course we will fail. But besides that, we need to keep doing. Because, I mean, look at the inventors and the people that are doing the best, right? It's because they've done it so many times. They've produced what they do over different times and we only see the time they had succeeded but they had tested mm -hmm. something maybe for hundreds of times and so just you know keep doing it keep do keep doing what you love man keep doing what you love and that is important because it has when i said initially i i thought maybe i had this discouraged people but if you find out the things that you know how to do what you love and can do when you find that sweet thing, then of course there is a lot of risk that you would be more willing to take because then you have found your thing. And if you've found your thing, soar. Beautiful. <laughs> soar. <laughs> I love that. And, and I mean, I don't think you discourage anybody. It's real talk. Sometimes you need the tough love. You know, you need the real talk. It can't always be, of course, I'd love for everything to be flowers and sunshine and rainbows because that's my favorite things. Okay, that's what I feel good about. But sometimes, and trust me, from coaching so many people, some people just re really need that raw, real talk that, hey, look, be real with yourself on what you can and cannot do. But the thing is, is if there's something you cannot do, can you learn it? And are you willing to grow? And are you willing to push yourself so that you can soar? I love that. It's so beautiful. You are so beautiful. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with me today for this time and sharing your story, talking about intellectual property and business and pushing through resistance and fear and just creating a, a way of life that's beautiful for you. I'm inspired by you and I hope other people are too, Cecily. Thank you for coming. Ah, oh, Kia, you are always so lovely. Thank you. Oh. And thank you that you have these sort of platforms where you have hot topics of this nature, <laughs> right? 
it is a hot topic and yes. um, many of these things are hot topics and I'm just so glad I am so glad that I have uh, that you brought me on uh, your show and and given me this opportunity to talk with your with your people and with your uh, audience and so I can only say may you be blessed more so you have more opportunity to talk to brilliant people you know because it's for the best of us all thank you honey thank you. i appreciate you so 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 much thank you i'm gonna put you in the green room if you can stick around we'll say a proper goodbye after i wrap the show and then i'll wrap the show right now so <laughs> i'll see you in a second honey Well, um, thank you for watching. If you have made it this far in Hot Topics Live, then you are part of our soul family now. So if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and like. Um, you know, if you're watching on Facebook, follow us and share and like. And don't forget to join the conversation. I love to see your comments um, and, and put them into the, the broadcast. So um, if you enjoyed this, please like and share. You can follow me on Instagram and, um, and I am at all of these things right there. <laughs> so you can follow me there. Uh, I appreciate you. We're back next week uh, with another episode, with another topic. I will probably have a co-host with me. This was my first time hosting all by myself for this show, of course, the female veterans podcast i host alone all the time but um i want to appreciate you and give you um a lot of love for tuning in and sharing your time with me because time is the most valuable thing we have so i appreciate you thank you for watching join us next week again on wednesday and um follow hot topics live on facebook or um on YouTube, set your notification bell so that you know when we come live or when I come live and see who my guest is and what we're talking about. And if you have ideas for topics, be sure to submit them. You can send me a message via the Hot Topics Live Facebook page or write a comment on the YouTube video for a topic you might like to hear about. And we talk about all sorts of everything. Okay, so um, come back and hang out with me again. I love you. Have an amazing rest of your day. And I'll see you next week. Okay? Bye for now.